Will the Archon? Sure. Yeah. I don't know what we're talking You're about. You're so creative. I'm so lost. <laughs> For ire. That's what I was Archon. thinking. I was thinking StarCraft. You take the Templars and they merge. Oh, yes. Right? It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. With Matt and John and Mike and Bill. I almost forgot that other Matt too. So we play at Keyforge, so we're going to start with our Archon names today. So over here we have Archon. Archon Schmarkon. Will. For ire. Archon Matt. Okay, so, so Keyforge is a game by Richard Garfield and Fancy Flight Games. Um, it has a very has a lot of similarities to Magic. Uh, the whole point is to forge three keys, and each key costs about six ember. Um, the phases of the game are very similar to Magic, as we saw. There's no attacking people directly, but you attack other creatures. Uh, the creatures can what they call reap, which means that they can gain extra ember, which you're going to use to forge your keys. First person, you forge the keys at the very beginning of your turn, and the first person to forge three keys wins. And then all the cards, basically think of it as magic, but a different play type. It's made by Richard Garfield, who is the creator of magic. Um, and he created this game to basically make a better collectible card game than magic because he felt that magic was too um, elitist. People are spending way too much money and the decks cost too much. This is more like these are pre-made decks. You play, you can play them in tournaments and the more wins you get, there's actually a handicap mechanic. So the more you win, the less cards you draw. And then that, so when you go play other people, your deck will be handicapped and you'll have, the decks will be somewhat even. Now I do have a question. Yep. So... You said the more the handicap, the less cards you draw. You only draw up to six. There were 28 handicap. Well, so if you noticed um, on the handicap card. The colors, yeah. Uh, well, well, there's levels, right? So once you have so many wins, or cha- or they call it chains, once you have so many chains, your handicap level goes up. So it would start with, like, the first set of seven was um, you draw one less card. Second oh. set was draw two less cards. So you, like you, you have to play a lot of games before you even gotcha. handicap. The I deck thought you, I four. thought you meant like every time you moved it, you drew one less. I'm like something's off with that number. No, no, no. It was, it was, uh, yeah. There's <laughs> like a level. So like you know, you're drawing one less from like one to seven. So made sense. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So you're saying there's no ten thousand dollar Black Lotus card? <laughs> it's lame. I don't know. I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, what am I gonna spend my I'm, money on? I'm only in if I have to spend a lot of money. I have five of those. <laughs> no, you don't. I have a deck made of nothing but Black Lotus. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, deck me, sucks, me too. I took lands and I printed off Black Lotus seven times. Do you need lands in this game? No. So the cool part about this game um, is it doesn't use the mana mechanic that, like, say, Magic does or Hearthstone. It, you choose a house, so you have three cards in your deck three houses in your deck each one represents a different say magic color or whatever but on the second phase of your turn so you you first declare you first forge a key if you can if you can't you go to the second part that's when you declare which house and then the house you declare those are the only actions you could take during your turn so you either play those cards discard those cards pick up archive cards of those type attack other creatures of those type or reap with that type, the house you chose, or play action cards, which are essentially instants and magic. So any of those you play on your turn, but you have to declare the house. Once you're done uh, playing cards, you draw up to six. So you just refill your hand. So it's kind of cool. So I I noticed you had this a bunch of times. You had like four or five. When me and Bill played, Bill had four or five different, uh, sorry, four or five cards of the same house. He played them all and then refilled his hand with another house, basically. 
That was, that really was the cool. goal, yeah. So, so not, it was really cool. You're not going to run into trouble of having a crappy hand R- that costs you the game right, right off the bat. Yeah, you're not going to get um, in Magic the term mana screwed. So you're just only drawing land or you're only drawing cards, right? So it was really cool. Like was, I, I, I like the mechanic. How'd you, how'd you feel about Bill? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I never really played much uh, Magic, <clears throat> partially I because I think the whole, the way you had to build decks and everything. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of like time investment in those yeah, stuff. Yeah, a lot of research to find which one works or else you got screwed by the person who put the time. But right. the few times I have played Magic, I've been mana screwed. <laughs> so you know the problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I asked. Yeah, so it's funny because this game really, I felt like they really nailed it on the head when they did that, right? Like it was a really cool mechanic. Um, so our playthroughs, what things did you see in your deck, Bill, when you were playing? Like what was your pattern, I guess? I uh, I don't think there really was one. Being the first time through it, there were, like I didn't really see anything too specific or get a feel for the deck. I just found that I liked the whole house thing because you couldn't just play everything you had on the table or everything you had in your hands. You really had to pick and choose. So and you didn't want to leave just one type of thing on the table because, again, depending on what you had in your hand, if you wanted to play more cards, then you were playing cards and you weren't able to do anything so it was kind of nice to have a little bit of a mix on the table and in your hand but at the same time it was great to get everything out of your hand at once when you did have four of a kind or whatever yeah and try to get as many cards back in again Uh, on a cool note i actually played your deck versus john and i noticed that one of the cool concepts of it was that archiving your deck seemed really easy to archive creatures that died there were a couple yeah there was a card that basically allowed me to pull something out of my hand and archive it there was another one that if it was not on a flank, so not on an outer edge, I was able to archive one card every time, which just allowed me to draw another card for free. Yeah. And lastly was the one card that made the two beside it on either side archive instead of going to the discard. So. Right. So the archive was essentially a pile next to your hand that you could draw from when you declare the house. What about that card that you pulled out of your sleeve? <laughs> well, first of all, that's where I kept my archive was in my sleeve. <laughs> Oh, that's how you... I thought it was weird you went through your deck really quick. (laughs) You know it. Yeah, Matt got beat pretty bad on that game, right? Oh, yeah. It wasn't that bad, really. He had two keys. I got the third, and you had, like, two amber, so it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. I just kind of screwed you at the end when you couldn't uh, reap anything. You know what? Well, I think the one thing... So when we played, me, me versus you, you had more creature control on the board. You actually did a really good job of that, and you were all constantly taking out my creatures. I kind of had a problem getting creatures out. I think I had more uh, spells or actions in my hand, which kind of, well, which st- wasn't a big deal, but it, it definitely my creatures got out. They were smaller, and you're wiping. You, you started board. off really strong with the creatures, and then I just tried to play it uh, basically creature management, get rid of all your stuff on the board. Once I had board control, then I started trying yeah. to reap. Just so the listeners know, you can't actually attack each other like in Magic or Pokemon and stuff. You're, you're attacking the creatures that are in play ahead of us. And those creatures, they reap to get Amber to Forge Keys. So basically, if you control the board, you have more creatures and you're attacking and removing the opponent's creatures, they can't get Amber as quickly. Because at one point, you got like four Amber really quick from reaping, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah, because you, you have to build those keys to win, right? Three keys. Right. Each key is six Amber. And so it's not like magic where you actually attack a player. Right. Well, yeah, it, it's it, different. I was actually thinking of this. It's very, it's actually very similar. Instead of attacking someone's health, you're, it's almost like you're gaining health to use. Right. So it's yeah. kind of the opposite, but yeah. 
it makes you it gives you the illusion you're playing your own game but really you are you are still attacking in oh, general. Oh yeah, and you're trying to remove their amber, et cetera, et cetera. Right, yeah. So it's very, you know, it's just a different way of you looking at it. Just don't get to knock them right out. Yeah, there's there's a there's a mathematical term called isomorphism, which basically means the system is the same. It just looks slightly different. You yeah. just wanted to say isomorphism. He likes to sound smart. I you can know, tell. That's my uh, that's my tribute to Richard Garfield, who has a math degree. <laughs> Fun that, fact. That was your toilet paper reading. You got one of those rolls <laughs> that every day it's a new word. <laughs> yeah, it was my math textbook. Every day <laughs> we're gonna learn a new thing. Isomorphism was the we word read, of the day. It's a word out of the dictionary. Every Actually, day. that was. A, I'm on I. That was, just to make myself sound really sophisticated. That's from group theory. <laughs> Excuse I have me a theory I about group isomorphism. <laughs> Mike's gonna come back and be like, "You're completely wrong." Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> so I guess for the two people who didn't play, do you have any questions? I watched the video. It just looks pretty much the same as Magic: The Gathering, I guess, just with a little bit of a twist on it. Yeah. So it looked it looked cool. I mean, the cards you draw, you just you can play whatever as long as you pick the house, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So the next question is, would you rather play this than Magic or this than Pokemon or this than Gem Blenders? I, I mean, I played Magic with pre-made decks, and I also really like that. Yeah. So I, I'd probably want to play Magic with the pre-made decks just because I know how to play it. I don't have to think. I... I... <laughs> I actually agree. I actually like playing Magic with pre-made decks too. Like Commander. Commander's really cool. The only yeah. problem is that those... Remember we, we played Commander a bunch of times. There's just like 100 cards and they're all different. So that's yeah. the only problem with it. But yeah. I don't like getting mana screwed. So I'd rather play this than Magic or Gem Blenders. Which that also happened to me in Gem Blenders. The <laughs> time I played it. I have horrible luck, I guess. If the games were digital, then maybe you, know, you just hit concede. Start the next one. Yeah. So yeah, I you're play, like... I play Hearthstone and you know sometimes... It, you draw a horrible hand, so whatever, next game. So this, I mean, I guess we could do that here too, but it would be kind of annoying have to set up the game again. Yeah, because then it's like how many times you keep going until, like maybe both people are like that. Like, oh, my hand sucks, I want to try again. I mean, they do have mulligan rules for, for games, but... Yeah, I think there's one in this game, right? There is, yeah. You just draw, you just mulligan a new set, new hand with one less, I think, which is pretty decent. And then you're also saying you're often redrawing six cards. You Yeah, you draw your, you draw your hand back. So the key is you declare a house, you try to play as many from that house as possible to cycle your deck. That's kind of what my strategy, I'm sure that was what your strategy oh, yeah. was too. Mm-hmm. That was what John's strategy was too. Yeah, just like I was archiving the same card if I could, the same house. Yeah. So I knew I had like three or four of the same one there. And when I finally had a few in my hand, then I'd bring the archive in. Yeah, and it worked. You, you definitely had a full board at one point because of the archiving plus your hand. What's this archiving thing? So archiving is, I think it's a special rule to... Like we're basically playing the second Key Forge expansion. It lets you put cards to a pile off to the side, mm-hmm. and when you declare a house, you can draw cards of that house from that pile. So there's specific cards that say archive at specific points in the game. And mm-hmm. I guess it's key to mention that that doesn't count toward your hand limit, right? Because mm-hmm. you draw back up to six every time. There's no rule about having to draw back down. So like you just want to get rid of as many cards before the end of your turn. So that at the end of your turn, you can draw as many as possible out of the deck. So if you can archive a couple to a more or less a bank that you can pull anytime you want, mm-hmm. you could just save those over there, no problem. Yeah, it was cool. I, I liked it a lot. Okay. And actually, that's kind of how I beat I beat John playing him. But I had the same sort of thing going on. I had the archive cards at the side. I had a lot of archive cards where he didn't, 
and that kind of helped me win. So maybe that archiving, having the extra cards on the extra on the pile, is definitely a good strategy for this game, or at least for the what we're playing. Do you think this game could take over Magic? Right now, it's not. <laughs> Magic's I, a powerhouse. I think so. the problem is Magic's been around for so long; it has a cult following. I don't think you're ever going to get rid of it. Yeah, it's my opinion. I'm not one of them, but I I do see that. I I've played a lot of Magic. I would rather this take over Magic because I feel like I don't have to sit there and collect thousands of dollars worth of cards. Problem so. is, some people already have, and that's where you won't get it. They spent yeah. the time, they researched, they've made these decks. The other thing is too. So think about the time and effort that these people have invested into designing decks and coming up with strategies. I think that angle of it is going to give them a feeling of not just, hey, I played this well, but I designed what I did from the ground up. Yeah, ownership. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I think there's that angle of it too that's really going to keep it around. Yeah, people like that collecting and customizing. Magic will should be popular for forever, really. Yeah, yeah, magic will keep going. Although I feel like they'll they'll hit a limit on the ideas that they can do. (laughs) <laughs> like i feel like they'll hit a point where like oh we can't really do any like they'll hit like we've we have so many mechanics <laughs> right we've exhausted all the mechanics we possibly could yeah at some point it seems like they'll run out of new players yeah exactly have a hard time trying to win new players in so all they, they'll just have that group of old players that keeps playing it and then they'll all eventually you know stop playing what flaws do you find in these collectible card games i think i've already made that clear what's what's that well, I mean, not every collectible card game, but... Mana Burn or whatever it was. <laughs> no, it wasn't Mana, Mana Burn. Mana Screwed. Mana Screwed is a term when you uh, get stuck either drawing lands or not enough lands to play. You don't draw enough resources or you draw too many resources. So you either cannot play anything or you play too little. But yeah, the only collectible card game that I play is Hearthstone, and I don't really try to collect the cards. I just play free-to-play, so... But... There's been articles that have said how much it's costed people to try to open so many packs to get like the whole set or whatever. It's obscene amounts of money. But I have some you pretty, don't need the whole set. So I have some pretty cool thoughts on that. We'll we'll talk. We'll actually we're actually going to come back to that in a bit. And I have some really cool thoughts on that. So and I know yeah, you do too. So many cards that are just for fun. I know people like to be competitive and win and stuff. But well, unless you're becoming pro and doing that for your job, it, you don't, you don't need every card. You don't need. To always worry about winning, so you can have fun too with whatever cards you get. So, Novi, here's a question for you then. Uh, besides being mana screwed or land screwed and magic, you know what? What other things do you like or hate about magic? I might have to come back on this. That's one. okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Anyone else want to <laughs> answer that question? Will you hate? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I really like like magic. I love the artwork with those games. Like, it's it just the cards are so cool looking. I I love that. Very like medieval and like epic. Yeah, it, it has art. its own style, like its own weird kind of thing. And then every set seems to have a bunch of different artists too, so that's kind of neat. I like that, I each like theme. I tried to get into Magic, and I mean, I played it a bit with some pre-made ones. I like that, but then trying to get into it more, it, it's it's way too daunting. It, there's there's too many cards. Like yeah. the idea behind like sets of like 300 sets of 150 cards, where you know you can have four of each card. That's a lot, you know. And and I never played Pokemon. I know Pokemon is also has a lot of that. Gem Blenders is new. It has a little bit of that. Yu-Gi-Oh has a lot of that too. Like they all have that same collecting thing where you're collecting so many cards. I don't like. Me and a buddy at work did a calculation, and it was like there's four sets of Magic a year. And to get every card, you can spend $500 to get four of every card in that set. Mm-hmm. So you're technically, if you spent two grand a year, you can get, <laughs> you can collect 
all the cards from every set. But then, but then you think about it. You start now doing that. You're already behind what twenty five years of cards, and and those sets. That's fine. I just gotta basically work this year, pay for nothing else, and I'll be good. (laughs) Hundred grand a year, we're good. I guess, yeah, yeah. Forget your renovations on your house. Just uh... the house doesn't need nothing. I need need magic cards. He's humble brag over there. (laughs) I work all week to buy junk food in the states. Get magic cards. Well, thank God, healthcare. I need uh, orange vanilla Coke and. Uh... Yeah, so you asked me what I like or dislike about magic, and then you guys started talking about how daunting it can be and stuff. But I think that complexity is like a blessing and a curse. Like I think the people that are really into magic and want to play this game as you know their main game and commit a lot of time to it and everything, that complexity is good for them so much variety of the game like i haven't played it too much but there's like flying units you know the game's been around for so long so they come up with all these different ideas right so there's probably concept upon concept yeah it's it's neat there there's a lot and yeah i think i think how complex it is is a positive because there's so much going on with the game that there's that yeah like every new set every time they introduce a new mechanic there's a lot more rules they keep adding which is kind of cool so you kind of have this like you know 20 or 30 years worth of these rules it's kind of neat yeah yeah, I just wanted to say, like, like I really wanted to get into this game more, or, or Magic the Gathering more. And um, for me, I, I'm easily peer pressured, but this group of friends that I typically por- play board games with... We hey, 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 really we're right it. here. We play games like Magic, though. I mean, this Keyforge game. So, yeah, Smash you know, Up and Smash Up, like that. yeah. Do, do you think... Do you think Keyforge addresses issues with Magic, though? Like the collecting, the high collecting aspects of spending a lot of money, the aspect of being like, you know, I think resources, it's... the fact that the game, you have to forge, you have basically three main forging phases of a key before it ends, as opposed to Magic, you could just do a ton of damage at once and kill someone. The only problem for me with, uh, I mean, most of the stuff seems like it does, but the collecting side of it, because of their mass amount of decks that are technically out there because of these pre-mades. Can you can you explain that just for a second? Like what are you what are you referring to? So every deck is different. Apparently they have 4 million different decks give or take. However that works. Um, now how different I don't know. I've seen two decks, mine and yours. Right. I know you have four total. Um, I've seen three. So and they all, they all actually play differently. Which yeah. is kind of neat. So it's like now it makes me wonder so how many are there? Where you look at a game like smash up for example it addressed almost all the same issues uh, except for the fact that you still attacked each other mind you or not at- no you didn't actually attack each other you attacked bases to get points so it was similar right. mm-hmm. so you look at a game like that at least it did have a pre-made set of decks but you could mix them um but to the fact that you have all the aliens you had all the cowboys you had whatever right yeah downside even with that one though there's still so many to collect it's ridiculous like i for a while i had them all oh, now i'm falling up. behind oh, yeah you you fell behind like 10 like maybe five sets or something uh, about five yeah, yeah. there's uh three of the world collections the kaiju one and something else i, I, I must admit though i do like smash up and i like this because it mm-hmm. feels less collectible it feels like i'm collecting a lot less and actually both of them the same thing there's no re- the resources are less of a pain right so and i mean at good. some point the problem with me for any of these games is i'm a completionist yeah. So I like to get it all. So this game would not be good for you. It kills me because I'm like, I know there's more out there. Just yeah. like Smash Up. I finally just had to cut ties because I'm like, I can't keep trying to do this because it's a game I haven't played in however long either. Yeah. 
Well, so I mean, it, to keep investing money into something that I'm not playing enough. Part of that is our way, how we play. We play a lot of games. That's the problem. We right? have too many to play. So it's like, yeah. I, I kind of just pushed it aside and said, first, you know what? First world problems over here. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it, it just, I just hate not having all of it. I have to, <laughs> first world problems. I have too many games to play, and I hate not having all the games. What you call it? All, all the components of a game. Yeah. You've gone from like a game player to like a game collector almost. Bill is a collector, though. Uh, I'm like that with everything. Yeah. I would I would say a hoarder, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hoard. You For the hoard. So I, I kind of want maybe a little bit of a segue, but there's this cool PC game that I was that I was playing back in like 2010 or something called Spectromancer. And lo and behold, it was actually one of the designers was Richard Richard Garfield. No, not, not surprising. And it, it was... It's it's cool because it it felt almost like a puzzle game in terms of like you you had cards that that battle each other just like magic and you get mana kind of just iteratively instead of based you don't draw mana cards or whatever like that you just kind of get mana and it was like, PC like Hearthstone so, yeah and it was PC so it was, it was quick but the cool thing I like is it felt almost like a like a puzzle game you really had to plan out how much damage this guy's going to do, when's he going to die, when's this next guy going to go, is it worth him dying and then getting, taking the damage or spending and, and waiting for mana and then put a better guy, you know, all that kind of crap. So it, it was actually pretty sweet. Okay, ready? Favorite collectible card game? Go. Keyforge. I don't know. <laughs> I think I just said Spectromancer. Yeah, Spectromancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> game, I, I, game, you know what? Games included. Games included. Actually, Hearthstone is mine. I was going to say Hearthstone has to be Hearthstone. included oh, sorry, in that because fine. it is still, a, it might be a digital card game, but it's a yeah. collectible card game. I yeah. actually feel like Hearthstone is probably way better. <laughs> the nice thing is <laughs> it's quick these. and easy setup teardown. Yeah, right? Like you start a game, end it, so, start another one. So on a cool note, my next, that is actually partly a segue. These collectible card games are mainly going to video games now yeah, right Smash so as a digital one and i enjoyed playing that right and so how do you feel about the collectible card games going to well so two part how do you feel about it going to video game format and then do you think they're doing the right things with it when it goes to video game format for instance uh hearthstone i love it i'm a big fan of hearthstone i play a lot of it but I don't like certain aspects of it. I don't like the fact that you're opening packs and you're technically gambling to get cards. And I hate the fact that I'm just like, oh, I have to keep getting packs to get the full set. Sure, I can craft everything, but it costs a lot of money to craft everything. Well, it does and it doesn't. I mean, you can, you play enough, you get enough free packs, you get enough doubles, and you or just cards that you don't want and you want to tear them down and get the ones you want. I mean, I, I don't consider it gambling. It's, it's a free mechanic a lot of the times. Now, if I think the only thing they really need to do to fix that is, yeah, you can buy packs. At that point, you're kind of gambling. It is what it is. But they should introduce where you can buy the card you want. Yeah. Then it's not chance anymore. Or, or like you can buy. I, I feel like or I buy crafting material. Buy to crafting make material. Works. How do you feel about collectible card games going into that genre? Like, like it becoming Hearthstone's becoming bigger than like say Magic. I enjoy those. Like for instance, uh, playing Smash Up on there was fun. The other thing is, is this, like I used to play Hearthstone when I was at work. The nice thing is, is A, if you have a small platform where you can't set up a big table to play a game, it was nice to have that. And you can't always get together to play. So, you know, if you got a couple friends that are just sitting at home, you're each at your own place. By the time you drive there, get whatever, you got an hour of travel, they're back, whatever. Yeah, you could jump on and play five games yeah. before you go to bed instead of only getting one in. I agree. 
That's interesting. Like magic was played a lot back in high school days when you're just bumming around in the cafeteria or whatever. Whereas now you're like, I have my own house and blah, 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 you know. I mean, like people, I guess like teenagers, they I don't know, do they even <laughs> play magic in the cafeteria? What's... That's what we used to do too. That's what I used to do. Bill, you, used, you didn't play magic, but you used to sit near us when we when we played it a lot at lunch. Yeah, I used to play more euchre and... Uh... Oh, we played a lot of euchre. Euchre and hearts. Or yeah. Like, even college days, it was more hearts and euchre as well. But you watch us play Magic. An asshole. What about you, Novi? You play a lot of Hearthstone. So, you guys were kind of knocking the collectible aspect of it? Mm-hmm. No, but... I think what we were knocking was the paying for random cards. Because right, that's right. the big thing going on right now, is they're saying it's gambling and they want to eliminate it in, say, I think it's the U.S., because they're saying it's encouraging kids to gamble. Yeah, they've actually already some games in like belgium and stuff would someone please think of the children and you know what i disagree with it 100 <laughs> percent. as long as they allow you to buy either a the crafting material to make whatever you want or to buy whatever items you want then it gets rid of that gambling idea out of it mm. but i say if somebody wants to take a chance of getting the best items for cheap then yeah, yeah. let them when it comes to the card games it's interesting because yeah magic's been around and popular for decades so why weren't people complaining all this time right but yeah it's like crossed over into other types of games and a lot of these video games are for everyone for kids and gambling's for adults and and that's why yeah it's kind of crossing into this but yeah like it's, it's weird with the card games because it's kind of been that way with the physical card games i think the only difference with that is though and again this is where the digital games are lacking is you could trade like hey i got these yeah. cards i can trade with you, you. but they don't you can resell but they know? they don't want that though well, no, they don't, that because they don't make money that's off why that. everybody's up in arms because yeah. you yeah. can't do that if they allowed yeah. you to do that people wouldn't have made a big stink well, about it i think and, and there's even like i know in magic there's like groups of people who share cards it's very it's very common for like hey the four of us we're gonna keep we're gonna collect you know we're gonna collect yeah. something and put our decks together and they kind of do that with hearthstone too like i know there's like those pro teams each will collect like a, a set and then they'll play with the set basically yeah or so, a set of like a class. So they need to bring the card back to collectible card game. <laughs> it was digital crap. But I mean, yeah, even uh, PUBG, we had the same issues where, yeah, you have to buy a crate to get an item instead of buying an item. Yeah. And mm. I think that's where well, a lot of that stuff came in because people were spending so much money on games like that and uh, Fortnite. Well, then they start examining all these games, which I think that well, I don't Hearthstone blame them. is probably one of the least ones because yeah. at least you can craft them. Yeah, mm. I agree. But I, agree. I think that's where everybody got targeted with that because of games like that where the people were spending a fortune because they wanted one specific item and you couldn't just trade it. Yeah. I mean, granted, some items you could in uh, PUBG and that through, say, the Steam Marketplace at least. But then they started trying to even get rid of that because people were farming and scamming I, and cheating and whatever else. I don't get PUBG and stuff, how it's all just cosmetic stuff, right? So, and then you take hearthstone where it's the skill of the is based on what you what kind of cards you collect it actually makes a difference in gameplay mechanics so when they start looking at you know for i don't know if fortnite is is uh cosmetic yeah i think it's cosmetic yeah Yeah, like who cares like why is anyone looking at that about hearthstone what could be better what would you rather see in these games type thing digital card games you can do all sorts of crazy shit that you can't do in physical like what you got all kinds of minions on the board you know you attack one thing random stuff starts happening and it's like a chain reaction 
I mean, I guess you could do that in physical, in physical, but it would be well hard it, to follow. It's also it. it's also easier to track things like damage on creatures. So like Hearthstone has damage that's lasts. I mean, so did the game we played today, but we had to put tokens to track it. And in Hearthstone, it's just automatically done by the computer. Which yeah. Is cool. I think the, the other numbers. thing too is the rules you don't mess up because they automatically happen. They yeah. lock you in. They have that rules lawyer built right into it. Yeah, you don't need me. There's standing no. By him. Hey, what does this mean? And hey, what? Are you sure that's what that did? You know, it, yeah. it just you know. I think the single greatest thing about digital card collecting games is that you can play them on the toilet. <laughs> You're not wrong. I've done that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like playing card games, just the, the physical, tactile feel of cards and stuff. It's it's cool, it's fun. But the digital games, I feel that, I feel like they, they belong really well on a phone. Because when I'm, I don't know, this is a weird opinion, it's my own thing. But when I'm on my powerful desktop, I don't want to be playing a card game. You know, it's funny. I, Doom or something. I always play card games on my desk. And I have like two monitors, so I just like read news on one side and play a card game on the other. It performs better on your desktop, <laughs> Hearthstone, that is. Yeah. yeah. My dad has a super powerful VR PC, whatever, that he (laughs) built. And you know what he does? He plays freaking Solitaire all the time. (laughs) Every time I walk in, it's either StarCraft or Solitaire. And probably Solitaire more (laughs) likely than StarCraft. You know what's weird? My father-in-law, all he does is play Solitaire, too. I'm like, well, you should play Hearthstone. Like, you'll like it a lot better, right? That's pretty amazing, though. Um, Solitaire and StarCraft. It's like the complete opposite spectrum of gaming. Spider Solitaire, just to... Uh, okay. Oh, yes. a little it's, bit more advanced. Sort of like like pretty advanced but and yeah. he just tries to keep beating his time, just like he does in StarCraft. He tries to beat his time on you know how quickly what? he can you know beat what? the final mission. So the thing the thing I hate about Hearthstone is... Hate? Is, I'm going to hate. I'm going to hate, man. I'm going to hate on it right now. Yeah, gonna, gonna and then I'm going to love it, and I'm going to tell you why I like it. So I, I don't like the fact we get these randomized cards as somewhat gambling, and then it's really hard to get a whole set, or it's going to cost you a lot of money. The thing I do, what, what I do to make it more fun for myself is I only collect two classes so i collect all the cards from classist i'm a classist yeah <laughs> <laughs> i collect only cards from mage and priest and then i just base i can make any deck with those or any i could use all the cards i can make all the combinations but every, every other class i just like ah, i don't want to play it so if i get a quest from another class i just like i hit the button to change it Mm. <laughs> that like and re-roll then you get a quest from another class that you don't like to play oh well <laughs> yeah no then i just then i just log off <laughs> Seriously, just yeah. Up. Basically, yeah. I'm like, I'll play whatever. I'll play it tomorrow. See, for me, I just I researched like, oh, okay, I wanted to try the hand lock deck back yeah. in the day, and it was like, okay, so I got those cards, and I mean, for the most part, especially early on, before they started coming out with so many more sets, I, like I say, those it was a lot easier to collect back then. Like I had almost every card. Yeah. And it was just through opening decks as you played. It was no big deal. Well, and, they, and they then had, when you got doubles and triples, you'd burn them down and they had one. they had a very interesting evolution of the game too. Like it went from like, hey, we're only going to have like one expansion a year to all of a sudden we're going to have these single player packs where you can where everyone can get the the uh, legendary cards. And then they're like, and then they're like, oh, now we're going to have three expansions a year, kind of like the simulate magic. And then we're going to rotate it out like standard to simulate magic. <laughs> and then we're going to add in two legendaries per class to simulate more, you know, to make people spend more of their dust or, you know, spend more time playing the game basically. Oh, yeah. So it was interesting. Like, it was interesting how they really quickly evolved into another magic based clone and made you spend more money to get things. But one thing I do like what they're doing is, is that they're giving you more bonuses as you play. So, like, you know, their, their new sets you're getting a lot more packs of cards than you did originally. Like I remember uh, the Angoro set, 
I maybe only had like the max packs was like 60. You know what I mean? Now there's now they're giving you a hundred for a hundred, so it's like a dollar a pack. So you're getting a better deal on that stuff. Plus they're giving you a free legendary, so they're doing a little bit more to get you into the game a little bit better. And I like that. Yeah. For the years that I've been playing Hearthstone, I've just been playing free to play. So definitely, I have to focus on certain classes or you know make a certain budget deck. <laughs> you um, bought that starter deck because you're the one who conned me into doing it. I the remember. Starter deck was awesome though. Free free legendary, but keep going. There's no starter deck. Yeah, the starter pack. It was like the you get like the free legendary and like deck, ten though. packs. No, no, not the deck. Sorry, starter pack. My bad. Yeah. Or starter bundle. Whatever. It was like five bucks. You got ten packs in the legendary. Okay, yeah, it's the only money. Lies. See, I busted you I on air. On the game. That five is five dollars. You talked about it for a while. Five years. It's a dollar a year. <laughs> Great value. You talked That's about bu- it for a while. I remember so that. It's not free to play. He Justifying lied. Justifying it. I'm like, <laughs> you're wasting your money. Hold on. So you only. Anyways, yeah. So, so that, you kind of got to focus on like budget decks and. So you've only spent five dollars on this game and and oh you know what there was um a card that they recently released that when you put it in your deck that's the only card you need to put in the deck and then when you click play it gives you a random deck of one of 18 different decks that are recently created by blizzard with recent cards so that's you know a pretty awesome idea that they came up with and that is clearly digital you can't do that with with physical and, and that's actually and a really cool concept when they did that i got pretty excited with their generosity so i bought the set that was coming out for that card that was actually a really good idea because that simulated pre-made decks in magic or other games and i think that that is awesome because people want to play other things like they may not have all the money to buy all the cards but they want to play the fun decks that you know blizzard somewhat creates with their mechanics i'm like that's actually a really good idea yeah. and they've actually kept that idea so they've been releasing more of those over yeah, the last year been one more so yeah, like that was maybe after four years of me playing and technically I finally bought the game, if you will, because it was like a $60 set or whatever and most games cost that much. So yeah. yeah. So I, I think I agree. Totally worth it. That was totally worth it. Great job. Great job, Blizzard. <laughs> yes. Without was, taking all our was, money. Now get us Warcraft 3 again. <laughs> but yeah, if you're incredibly patient, you can have fun with Hearthstone as free to play and, and be somewhat competitive. You know, you still kind of got to look up, maybe get some help on the internet with with what kind of good decks that you know be competitive with that don't cost too much because they don't have like legendaries or whatever. Mm-hmm. The rarest cards you get by with somewhat common cards, and then there's also arena mode, which doesn't require the collection. You just draft cards there, and you can kind of have a fun competitive experience. You play a lot of that collection, and I've started playing that more. Yeah, just because I, it actually kind of scratches the competitive itch that i have where i mean the, the rank mode can do that too but it's, it seems more of a grind like especially if you wanted to get the legend even if you have like a 60 percent win rate which is decent you're probably, probably playing hundreds of games so that's like you know you kind of probably lose interest unless you're really really into the game and i'm not into it that much so but the arena is like a quicker <laughs> you don't know you don't know what arena mode is what or you, you don't know no i don't know anything about losing interest after trying to do the grind <laughs> That was uh, for listeners. That was sarcasm. How... <laughs> oh, no, no, not, not at all. To how you keep jumping, from Bill. People can't see you rolling your eyes. I never did that. <laughs> but no, I, I, I kind of agree. Like it's cool that it's a different mode, and it kind of gives you another way to play. But yeah, I mean, I guess it's popular enough that you know, you know they keep they're trying to support it a bit more. Yeah, the arena mode. So yeah, it's good. They, they could use more modes, but and they added a new. They're adding a new mode, so that's cool too. 
like a drafting yes, auto 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 games. chess drafting. I think Matt will be back into <laughs> Hearthstone auto very chess soon. Drafting, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I mean, that's the the hot thing is this auto chess thing. I still want to try that out. I like how the hot thing is auto chess. Chess is hot again. <laughs> yeah, bring back checkers. <laughs> yeah, everything is old. Is new. Oh, chess! Wow, look at those chess models. Bring back Connect Four. Oh. <laughs> First of all, these are all good games you're naming. Absolutely. <laughs> Battleship, go. From all of us at Friday Night Games, thank you for checking out our podcast. You can stream it on Spotify, Google Play, or visit our website at www.fridaynightgames.com. Also, please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Currently, we plan to release two to three podcasts a month, and we hope to keep you listening. If you have any questions or comments, you want us to address on our show personally, please post one of our socials and we'll get back to you.